Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. And can you believe we're already at the third Grand Slam of the year? We are at Wimbledon. It is officially upon us. Wimbledon week or weeks, because it's a couple-week tournament, and it is one of the best tournaments in the world. Obviously, a Grand Slam, but one of the most prestigious places to play tennis at center court and the top courts there in London at the All England Club. This has got eyes of the world on it because this really kind of represents the history of tennis in my eyes. When you look at the elegance of Wimbledon and you look at the, you got to wear all white and dress up really nice. That's kind of the old version of tennis, right? Where it's a country club tennis and very prestigious and only certain people can, you know, be in there. The stadiums aren't that big. You know, there's only certain people that can be there. That seems like the old history of tennis. Now the new history of tennis, I love it because everybody's involved and a lot more people can get into the matches, get into the game a little bit. That's when you look at the Aussie Open. That's when you look at the U.S. Open. But Wimbledon is special because of what it is. It's like the Masters in golf, right? It's, it's got a lot of tradition, and it's got just things that nowhere else does. And the history at Wimbledon speaks for itself. And that is the official week that we have upon us. Wimbledon is going to start here. We're going to get to that in a second. And it's on grass, did I mention? That's wild to me that people can play tennis on grass. It's still crazy to me that that actually happens. But there's a couple tournaments that happened before Wimbledon this last week that got some winners that could really ride some momentum into the All England Club. You look at Mallorca, the Mallorca Championships, always a good tournament. I talked a little bit about it last week, but Obviously, the favorite in this one, Daniil Medvedev, he loses to Batista Augusta in the quarterfinals. And Batista Augusta actually makes a run all the way to the final, the hometown, the hometown favorite, the home country favorite, if you look at it that way. And Shapo was in this tournament. He loses in the second round. I'm very interested to see how Shapo does here at Wimbledon. I have literally no predictions for him because I absolutely have no idea what's going to happen. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen with Shapo. He's such a wild card. He can either, like, make the semis or he'll be out first round in a straight set loss. Like, both very, very doable um, for how he's playing right now. Uh, Stefano Tsitsipas, he was a wild card in this tournament. He got the two seed and he wins this tournament. You don't always think of Stefano Tsitsipas as a grass court guy, but with this win, it might staple him in that category as being a top contender at this tournament. Obviously, he's a top seed, not the top seed, but a top seed at Wimbledon, but he seems more of a hardcore and a clay guy. That's where he, you know, last year he's in the French Open final, and then he kind of goes on from there. So you kind of think he's going to do something when it comes to those two services, but winning in Mallorca is no easy feat. And for him to do that, that's a big win for Stefano Tsitsipas. And with that win, he has now... Uh, has 40 wins on tour in 2020, or 2022, excuse me. That is the most wins of anybody on tour this season. So he he's, has more wins than Alcaraz, Nadal, Rude, Ogiele, Asim, uh, Andre Rublev, and Zverev. So the closest person to have more wins than Stefano Tsitsipas this year is Alcaraz, and he has 32. So that's eight less than Tsitsipas's 40 wins that he has on tour this year. Means he's a busy schedule. Means he's playing a lot of matches, making it far in a lot of tournaments. And Stefano Tsitsipas, maybe this could be a year that kind of turns him around and turns him into a real threat 
on the tour when it comes to competing for Grand Slam titles. Now, I'm not saying he's not a threat anyway, but when it comes to competing for top titles, it's good to see him actually, you know, make a solid step forward in that. The other tournament that was going on this week was in Eastbourne, Great Britain, the Rothesey International. This is always a big tournament, too, because it's literally, it's in Great Britain, and it's right before Wimbledon, and they're already over there. So, prestigious tournament, good tournament, got some good names in it. I talked a little bit about it last week. Cam Norrie, the kind of the home country favorite. He's the number one seed, but uh, I'm going to get kind of right to it here. Well, Jack Jack Draper had a good tournament. He beat Diego Schwartzman. He beat Jensen Brooksby. He's been playing really well lately, but Taylor Fritz takes home the title in this one. Taylor Fritz is the three seed. He gets past Blue Blick. He gets past Damon Neuer, and then he gets past Maxim Kresge, the fellow American in the final of this one, wins in three sets. A great tournament all around for Taylor Fritz. Now, he made a run at Wimbledon last year, three weeks after having knee surgery, if you remember that correctly. So I kind of expect him to make another run, especially now having so many more matches under his belt before showing up at that Grand Slam at the All England Club. I think he can really make another run this year at the tournament. And he's the number one American for a reason. This is... This is his time. He's in his window where he can start making massive runs. And I'm not saying he's going to win Wimbledon. Like, I, I, I legit don't think he will. And I don't know if anybody thinks he will. But he can make another serious run. And that's what, literally, as American tennis fans, that's all we really ask for is to be competitive and make some really good runs. So Canadian tennis fans are getting that right now with Felix Ogiele Asim. And we get a taste of it every once in a while with Taylor Fritz. So good to see him do that. Now, another cool stat from this last week. Active players to win a Masters 1000 in grass court title in the same season. Ready for this? Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, Andy Murray, Daniil Medvedev, and now Stefano Tsitsipas and Taylor Fritz join that club after their wins this weekend in Eastbourne and Mallorca. So elite company for those guys, and it got to be a big boost of confidence as they move on to Wimbledon. And that is where we're going to take this podcast right now is to the All England Club and what is happening at Wimbledon. Let's go through the top seeds here first because I think those are important to know. Top seed, Novak Djokovic. Now, don't get me wrong. The, they should be the top seed. Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, one and two. However, they would not be the top seed in this tournament if the top two seeds were playing. The top the top seed should be Daniil Medvedev, but he's Russian and can't play in this tournament. The number two seed is Alexander Sferov, who rolled his ankle at the French Open. So, top two seeds not playing in this tournament, but obviously the top two seeds, well granted, as they've been top two pretty much their entire career. Novak Djokovic is at one. Rafael Nadal is number two. Kasper Ruud is number three. Stefano Tsitsipas is number four. Carlos Alcaraz is number five. Felix Ogiele-Assim is number six. Hubie Hercotch is number seven. Matteo Berrettini's eight. Nine is Cam Nori. Ten is Yannick Sinner. And Taylor Fritz, I'm just going to get to 11 because I talked about him a lot. He is the number 11 seed in this tournament. So a great tournament and something to really, really keep an eye on as we move forward here is how these players play into each other. You're going to see Novak Djokovic. He's going to play right into Riley Opelka as the 15 seed. But in that top part of the bracket, Bashlash Ville had a really good showing in Doha last year. You, you know, he could definitely make a run. And then that Tim Van Rietoven, uh, who won a tournament earlier, one of the early grass court tournaments, he's in the top part of the bracket. So that's definitely something to watch early on in this tournament. Stan Wawrinka, this is going to be a really good match. He plays the number 10 seed, Yannick Sinner, who 
really just hasn't been himself since he got COVID and got hurt and all that stuff. That's going to be an outstanding first-round match. That is a first-round match. I'm not sure what day that match is going to be played on. But this is still at the top side of the bracket. So they'll play right into Novak Djokovic in the quarters. And this is a great side of the bracket. This top half where Novak Djokovic is and playing in the quarters, Carlos Alcaraz is there. Uh, Fabio Fognini is there. Oscar Ott is there. John Isner, Andy Murray, and then the Vavrinka center match. So that's a really, really good side of the bracket. Let's move down to the bottom half of the top half of the bracket. This obviously highlighted by Casper Ruud, who is the number three seed. He'll play into Djokovic in the semis if it gets to that point for him. But this is also a really, really, really good side of the bracket. You look at Rude, you go Humbert. Uh, let's go Francis Tiafos in this side of the bracket. Sorry, I thought it was another Sebastian. I saw Sebastian Baez, and I thought it was Corda. Reading mistake on my part. Uh, Cam Norrie's in this side of the bracket. Um, another good first-round match is Steve Johnson versus Grigor Dimitrov. Uh, that'll be a really good first round. And then bottoming out, bottoming out the top ha- the top half of the bracket is Hubie Her- Hubie Hercotch. Now, in my eyes, I didn't really see a whole lot of massive names in the top side of the bracket. So let's move to the bottom side of the bracket where I think things could get really interesting. Right at the top of the bottom side of the bracket, you got Matteo Berrettini. He'll eventually play into Jensen Brooksby if he can actually win a match but I'm not terribly confident in that, meaning how he's played lately. Uh, Alex De Manure's on this side. Let's get to another good first-round match. Um, Chapo's in, the, in this side of the bracket. I don't really think he's going to do much. Bueno, or Borna Choric is uh, playing Diego Schwartzman in the first round. Schwartzman, a 12 seed. Now, Borna uh, Choric has been out with an injury for so long, just finally getting back on tour. That could be a good match for him because he's probably looking to really make a statement somewhere, and he can make it against Diego Schwartzman, who's not traditionally a great grass court player. Nick Kyrgios is unseated, which is dangerous, and he'll play right into Stefano Tsitsipas. If I'm Tsitsipas, I do not want to play that match at all. Tsitsipas just lost to Nick Kyrgios, and Nick Kyrgios is tearing up grass courts all over the place right now. I do not want to play that match if I'm the four-seed Stefano Tsitsipas. A tough draw for him, for sure. Not a great draw for Stefano Sitsipas. Roberto Batista Agut could play right into the winner of Sitsipas and Kyrgios. So that's another thing where it's like they just played in the final in Mallorca and they might have to play each other in which would be the fourth round of Wimbledon. So uh, interesting, interesting, interesting bracket we have going at the top half of the bottom half of the bracket. Let's keep moving on. Felix Ali-Asim is going to play Maxime Cressy. Another bad draw for Ali-Asim. Maxime Cressy just made the final in uh, in Eastbourne with Taylor Fritz. So that's going to be a really good first-round match. Jack Sox in this tournament, he qualified. Look for him to do something special. Hopefully he can get things going. He'd play right into Felix Ali-Asim, though. Holger Rune, good to see him back in a grand slam. Hopefully he can keep things running here. Lorenzo Musetti is playing Taylor Fritz first round. That's going to be a really good match in my eyes because Musetti is kind of a wild card. You never know what he's going to do. But Taylor Fritz needs to bounce back after winning in Eastbjorn. Let's keep moving on here. Um, that's about it of this bracket. Uh, Rafael Nadal's at the very bottom, the two seed. He could play right into Lorenzo Musetti, but that shouldn't cause him any big problems. And then he'll play right into probably like Marin Cilic or... Maybe, yeah, prob- Van de Zanskulpt, which it could be him as well. Uh, I don't think he'll play into either of those guys, though. Taylor Fritz, he'll play into probably Felix Ogiela Asim. 
Hopefully Jack Sock. Probably not Jack Sock. Anyway, a lot of good matches. Uh, I could dissect every single match in this thing, but big storylines here. The Russian and Belarusian players aren't in it, so and Alexander Sverev's not in it because of foot injury, so the top two seeds out. Andrei Rublev's not in it. Karatsev and Hachinov. So unfortunate for a lot of those players not playing in this tournament, but there are still great, great players playing in this tournament. And remember, you don't get points this year at Wimbledon. Boom, I got to pick a winner. Who do I've thought a lot about this? Who do I want? Not who do I want? Who do I think is gonna win Wimbledon? Who do I want to win Wimbledon? I'd love to see like Felix Ogialia Seam or Taylor Fritz or one of those guys, but it's not about what I want. It's about what I think is gonna be the best uh who has the best option and who has the best bracket that could win Wimbledon. Here's my genuine thoughts on it. It's been a long, hard year for Novak Djokovic and I think he just wants to get back to winning. He gave Rafa a really, really good run for his money at the French Open. I would love to think Rafa goes three for three this year, but with the foot pain he's having and how he's playing, I know grass is a much quicker surface, but it plays in favor of Novak Djokovic so much better. I am picking Novak Djokovic to win Wimbledon here in 2022. I just think he has the best chance. He's a top seed. Uh, I think he'll have the easiest you know, the easiest bracket and the easiest path to get to the top. He doesn't have to play Rafa until the final, maybe. If it gets to that point, he doesn't have to play Zverev, who's playing really good tennis right now. He doesn't have to play Medvedev, who's playing outstanding tennis. He doesn't have to play Rublev. All those guys are out. I think this is his time to really get something going and win Wimbledon. I think he gets number 21. I think he's salty on how this year has gone for him. And this is kind of his turn to turn it around and get it. Boom, stamping in Novak Djokovic. I have him as the winner of Wimbledon. I appreciate you listening. I'm going to cut it off there. There's some other things I could get into, but I'm going to probably just keep it right at that of what's going on at Wimbledon. I do want to mention Serena Williams is back at Wimbledon. Uh, Venus Williams was shown to be at Wimbledon. Um, ESPN did a really good feature on women's tennis and Serena being back and what's all gone down since Serena hasn't played last, which was a year ago. Uh, Radu Kanu has won Wimbledon. Uh, they're not Wimbledon. I think she won the U.S. Open, and she went from you know qualifying to winning the U.S. Open. Ash Barty won two Grand Slams and retired. There's just a lot that's gone on in women's tennis, but it's good to see Serena Williams is back and Venus Williams possibly be back. We're not necessarily sure on what's going to happen there, uh, but she is on the grounds. It looks like she was in some athletic wear, so. A lot of speculation, and I'm not, you know, I'm not on the grounds, but I would think maybe she's going to play some mixed doubles or something. That'd be really cool. Um, who knows? But appreciate you listening. We'll get back at it next week. We got a lot to talk about. Probably the first week of Wimbledon. I'm sure there's going to be some weird stuff that happens. Um, luckily, this tournament is one that I can actually watch a little bit more. So I'll keep my eye on us, see what happens. And uh, for now, appreciate you listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. We'll see you next week. Watch Wimbledon. It's like one of the easiest sporting events to watch. It's on during the day. You're not doing anything at work anyway. Let's do some Wimbledon. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.